Sorry. No problem. It wasn't what you expected. Forget it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Are you interested? Maybe later. Afraid of being a woman. All those girls are. Well, they dance up there in front of a hundred men. He's afraid to be in bed with one. When it gets real, you can't handle it. Well, just when did you get so interested? How many men had to be watching before you decided you cared so deeply? Hey, that's great, Sonny. Just bring me to my knees. Isn't that the point of being a stripper? Bring you to your knees? Oh, you mean like what cops do? Having people shit in their pants every time you ask them a few questions. Yeah, right. Like what cops do. Jesus, Heinemann, you always like this first thing in the morning? So when a stripper makes a mistake, she just twists her ankle. Cops get killed. What, you, you want a cup of coffee or something? Oh, God. I keep hearing this little voice that whispers, Pocket is innocent. I gotta go back Pardon me, but you're ordered not to? Well, I'm just gonna have to deal with that. Look, Heinemann. Heinemann. I just don't buy it that a guy that's been hanging around there for years suddenly decides to start killing girls. Okay, gotta start sometime. Go ahead and lock him up, Heinemann. Those girls are not gonna be any safer. Yeah, I'm gonna prove to you that that son of a bitch is guilty and that you're nuts. Heinemann. Hey, I can't believe that I'm standing here listening to a cop telling you with a straight face that she's going to quit the police force and become a stripper. That is not what I said. Hey, you go back to that club. That's what you said. Good night. It's morning. Welcome back to Flickers from the Cave. This is episode 217. I am Julie. I am Marty. And I am Mike. And for Women's History Month, oh. we are featuring... <laughs> 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 That's why you picked these two feminist masterpieces. <laughs> these movies... I... Well, okay. These women are uh, empowered, sort of. So, yeah. Starring Gloria Steinem. Well, Cat Shay... Wrote and directed <clears throat> both of these movies. And she, who she seems wrote like a movies. badass too. Yes, she, she is a badass. And from what I read, that she and her husband, or then husband, mm-hmm. wrote these movies together. And it was because that she lost a bet. She really didn't want to go to a strip club. Mm-hmm. She goes to this joint, and um, and she was just like totally enamored with you know that these women dancing and they were beautiful and amazing and it was like a very valid form of artistic expression Mm -hmm. and she wanted to feature it and she got real strippers and um taught them how to act in her living room so which i thought was so wholesome were real real strippers yes they were all and oh and i mean they were amazing (laughs) oh yeah how did that go that didn't work out (laughs) 
It's hard. I mean, those women are amazing. They're like Olympic level, like doing some like crazy flips and cool maneuvers. And the the props were so creative. That motorcycle. And then there was like the spotlight on her butt cheeks and she's like running backwards. That was awesome. There were some backflips and twists and things. There were a few of them that could actually do a thing. I have no complaints about any of that aspect of this movie. I I have Okay, okay. So, you know, this is like a grim miscongeniality where our lead goes undercover and uncovered. That is like the (laughs) most perfect (laughs) way to... That's exactly what it is. It absolutely is that. At the rock bottom ballet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I guys, I fell in love with this movie last year. I is this a blood diner situation? Did you guys both no, not, not like not this for movie? Me. Okay, not okay, for good, me. good. It's definitely not a blood diner situation. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, but, Norman Fell is in this for God's sake, and, and, yeah. and BJ. Come yeah, on, well, uh-huh. <laughs> Dylan threw the whole thing called him like dollar store Kyle Reese because he had that like long. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of duster style coat on. Well, but also like a very neo mullet. Yes. Guys, I, I thought he was so hunky. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. I didn't well, you think grew he up was, watching yeah. my two dads also. So. I didn't think he was bad. I, I thought he was badly written. So I just, that's my complaint there. Not his Well, fault. thank God. This is, it's about time somebody had a movie that featured a well written female lead and a really poorly written male lead. I'm not going to say the it. female lead was well written either, but it's just, I didn't think he was <clears> necessarily. <throat> overly bad i thought she was way better so let's so let's talk about it julie so we're talking about the strip to kill uh (laughs) series of films universe uh, yeah which are roger corman productions we should throw out and this is like a straight to vhs movie but Mm -hmm. it rose higher than i think most of roger corman's movies because Look at this amazing cover. Oh, when, like the cover art is iconic. When yes, you picked this, Julie, I didn't look anything up and I was talking to Mike. I said, Well, I mean, I know the cover because I've seen it my entire life. Yeah. And, it's and, so eye catching. I mean, this chick is dancing on a knife pole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, how and, cool is that? That was one thing I did read where the director said that until this film came out, nobody had seen strippers dancing on a pole. That that was yeah. like they sort of brought that to the masses. Really, that's what she's claimed. I I don't know, but I have no foundation for argument. No, me neither. So I just have to accept. I it. mean, yeah, and they did a great job. So yeah, why don't why don't we get into the meat of this thing? So let's uh, let's kick her off. Let's kick off our discussion with 1987's "Stripped to Kill." Announcing homicides court. I was the first detective on the scene. There's ways. How ominous. What do I have to do? Take off your clothes. Oh, you get a job at the club. You talk to the girls and check the place out. Hey, forget it, all right? Forget it. Damn it. Ow. Just kidding around. Hey, no problem. Just fooling around, okay? Are you out of your mind? Uh, I figured you need a little Zen training after that gasoline episode. Thanks. Don't give in to that ass. Not no. a chance. You know what's the matter? Now, you're not fighting a weapon. You're fighting a person. This way, you're in control of the situation. The situation doesn't control you. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so your eyes gave you away. Look, it's the eyes, not the knife, that tells the intention. What are my eyes saying now? Isn't there some sort of departmental regulation about this open door? About what? Flashing my tits. Mind your own business. So yeah, this movie stars Kay Lenz, one of our faves. I'm a big fan. She's lovely, and she mm-hmm. is fucking good in this movie. She is good in she everything. Really is. She I mean, really she's been in rises above the material. I think she's been what in a lot of low like budgety her? stuff, but she's she's always better than the material, or at least you know she she elevates everything to mm-hmm. me. She elevated a few things over here, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> Why? Yes, she did. Benich. I never knew. Like actually, as it, as we were watching the movie, I was like, "Is, is this is this going to be like a, a body double?" type no. situation and like no it was not and wow so let's uh, let's b- before we get into this whole thing yeah, like so she like, looked great i've been to like i think maybe one strip club in my life and i did it under protest and <laughs> in the last week you wow. mean and i've prayed myself clean i think i'm okay no no <laughs> so i've seen i've been to strip clubs and stuff that are seedy and terrible but i've also been to like some burlesque type places where it's more elaborate like it's sort of depicted here well you know classy ish where it's like where they've thought about their costumes and they've thought about the lighting and stuff but like Mm -hmm. generally the places i've been that would be considered strip clubs it's literally just like enough light so you can see the naked person and they basically come out for half a second in a robe and then their boobs are out and they dance for a minute in it there Oh, not happy. So, you need to go to Portland, Oregon. Well, sure, sure, sure. But this is like when I'm watching this, I'm like, well, this is not anything like reality. Is what I'm watching because it's just not what I've seen. So it okay, seems okay. like a movie version of a strip club versus a strip club that I'm used to. I've definitely seen some amazing acts. Like I, I remember going to Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Alan, who is one of the best tour guides I've mm-hmm. ever met. Very cool. Uh, one of my good friends, and uh, yeah, we we went. We took a tour, and they were all different like genres that you would walk into. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, okay, this is like the hot hipster like that had these fetishes or this going mm-hmm. on. It was elaborate and cool. This reminded me of um, like a a really low budget like Showgirls. That movie with that, uh, yeah, yeah. What's her name? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Berkeley, Berkeley, yeah, Berkeley, yeah. Was it Gina Gershon? But it was that sort of that was the sort of stripping she did too, where it was like her name was like Noni or Nomi or something. I think Nomi is right. Yes, and um, and it was just like this isn't a strip club thing because like because literally like I remember going to a strip club in Charlotte when I was very young with my friend, and we went into this place and the stripper had like visible still wet cesarean scars that was dancing oh. in front of us in a jeep are you serious yeah and it was just like yeah. wow i i went to a place like that uh i don't know kind of down the street like mm-hmm. from here and it was it was kind of depressing it was yeah. like south side johnny's yeah <laughs> which somebody just got shot at <laughs> yeah that was a couple yeah. weeks ago somebody got shot there <laughs> that used to be we like, had, a like some place. really we had this really adorable, wholesome Uber driver, like lady, that mm-hmm. like picked us up from there. And I just remember being kind of embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's this. There are definitely sketchy ones, and this one that I went to was pretty sketchy. But there were nice ones. Yeah. I mean, I've been to we, really nice ones, but not lately. Yeah. Because mostly I've been to like bachelor parties. So. Mm-hmm. But it's been but how was, long since the last one? Oh Jesus! 
Like for, probably the um, same as me, dude. I think we might have 20... gone to the last one together. <laughs> I think possibly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember oh, going the first time with Chris that we used to work with. Mm-hmm. He had been to one and I had never been to one. And he was just like, the, his advice to me was like, well, first he said like, how much money did you bring? And I said, I got like a hundred bucks. He said, oh, that's not going to be enough. I said, that, <laughs> I said, that'll be plenty. <laughs> and he said, just whatever you do, just watch, but do not make eye contact, which I immediately failed. Yeah, of course. At that. And then like, You're too I had like, I had a new ref- friend like for the rest of the night uh-huh. and I owed Chris a hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. so, uh, you got booby trapped. Literally. <laughs> They'd be so happy to let you use their ATM there in the place. It's only like a $20 was, per transfer. Yeah, I think this might have been before that was a thing, but I think I got more like booty trapped. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, my experience with these places is very different from the experience that this these movies represent. So this was interesting, but much more akin to like a burlesque bar to me than a strip club. You mean in yeah. terms of the fact that there was theatricality to it? Beyond that there was anything beyond just taking your boobs out, which is well, what this, I'm used to. Yeah, yeah, but this was like you know it had like sexy like champagne pours like oh, you know yeah. down like the one chick's body, but then like then it had like ridiculous like that spider web yes. like in the background where like she like zoomed yes. off of that was cool so there was you know? there was one and i can't remember which movie it's in but it was one of the dancers was doing it was one of those spider things and she That's, was was that was this, this one, one yeah. so she's like yeah. she climbs some some a ladder and then goes throw me my shoes and i'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah she didn't want to climb the ladder in her high heels and but it's like like sneakers, basically, is what uh-huh. she answered. I'm like, the fuck didn't you wear your sneakers to climb this, <laughs> the, the ladder? I, it didn't make any sense to me. But I mean, yeah, I just didn't assume that you were going to like put things on once you're on the pole. You know, <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> um, I tell you, the, my favorite of the sort of scenarios that they presented, and it, I think uh-huh. it probably says more about me than I might want to reveal, but it was the one mm-hmm. where Kay Lenz is like the, she's coming home from work, and they've set uh-huh. up the blinds, so it feels like you're sort of peeping tomming a little bit. And oh, she's that was going to cool. Take her I was yeah. like, that's pretty sexy right there. Yeah. That's yeah. Bad. You know. And I liked that her, her boss, like her strip club boss, yeah. was like, you know, always just like, you're a terrible fucking dancer, yeah. but you're really creative in your acts. Yeah. And I need <laughs> somebody on the floor, so I'll take you. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I I thought they did a decent enough job of sort of uh, hiding who the real killer was, um, mm-hmm. but it was a titillating reveal. Oh, Julie! <laughs> yes, it wasn't it wasn't quite Gene Simmons, but it was up there. Oh, dude, it was it. I loved that reveal, and I do liked like the red herrings. Like you had uh-huh. that like Mister Pocket mm-hmm. that had like the knife mm-hmm. alley beats. Mm-hmm. That dude was cool. Mm-hmm. And then also, yeah, that, that I just assumed it was weird. the DJ because he was so creepy and coming on to all the girls. There's yeah, there's a couple of like people that you're like, ooh, is it that person? Is it that person? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, I did like at the end when the killer is chasing and they throw the uh, fire under the bridge, which like yeah. redirects her yeah. to like a very specific location, yeah. and then like there's like a shootout at the strip joint mm-hmm. and. Man, the only thing I really wanted, because there were, like, wild fire scenes mm-hmm. throughout, like, the whole thing, 
I really wanted someone to throw a lava lamp on like one of those, like, you know, and like create a fire. Yeah. Like there were so many lava lamps in that strip joint. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was cool when she's running away and she goes down that flight of steps and he pours gasoline down the the stairs, like the, the arm thing. On the, and it was just like a flaming river coming down. I thought that was really cool visually. Yeah, that was that was great. Like So both of these movies, my struggle was to uh, remember how much money they had and um, how much creativity was required to get anything on screen with that yeah, sort of I mean, budgetary they, restraint. But it was still hard. They shot this in 30 days, was, you know? It was still hard for me to like forgive But it was pretty... It. I felt like the women had really great relationships with each other mm-hmm. and like like they were kind to each other but also mean to each other because mm-hmm. they were like competition. Suck my um, dick, but I, they would say to each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I liked all the like backstage banter moments. I really liked it. Yeah, that was I'm real I tell you the 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 first movie that we're the movie we're, we're talking about right now I was surprised. To, it surprised me how well put together it was. Yeah, I mean, I really I felt like it. I, th- I think highly. it transcended its budgetary limitations. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think there was a, a lot of production value on screen. It was cleverly shot. I think that the actors were good. The writing was not great, but the actors were good and did sort of sell the 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 material better than it was. The weird thing to me is that, like, you were talking about Greg Evigan's character being mm-hmm. poorly written. He, I don't know if he was poorly written. He's just his character was written as an asshole. Yeah, he was. A he was likeable. an unpleasant man. Mm-hmm. Well, also, who kind of tricks her into because she yeah. wasn't even supposed to He's show her boobies, like yeah. you know, like, and then now she's like the laughing stock of the police force, you know, and yeah. she had to like. You know, because I guess the uh, higher ups were like, "Oh, yeah, so you're, she's not supposed to be actually stripping, right?" And and then he's like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't tell you that." Oopsie. It's like, oh, oh my god, fucking asshole! Yeah, no, he's yeah. not a good dude. He is not. No, he's not bad looking, um, but he's not a good dude. Then yeah, I don't know if that balances out. He needs a monkey. He needs a chimpanzee to be exactly with him what he needs. <laughs> But he has a Suzuki sidekick or a Suzuki samurai with oh, no top. Man. What a blast to see that! Thing it was again. wild to see that. That's like the little shitty. This the Yugo of Jeeps. It was exactly what it was. Those things would roll <laughs> in a heartbeat. Yeah. Julie, do you remember BJ and the Bear? No. That was that? a show with Greg Evigan. It was at the height of in the seventies. There was this. It was sort of when frenzy it was waning for, a little bit. I think it was on yeah. the downside. But yeah, he was a truck driver. And like everything okay. was so much stuff. There was like a show called Moving On, and then uh, a lot of movies. I'm all sorry. of the all of the movies we've done, like White Line Fever and Con- Convoy. And Speaking of Kay Lynn's White Line Fever, that's right. Yeah, nice. And uh, but yeah, he had a uh, his sidekick was a a chimpanzee, and that was he was BJ. It was BJ and the bear. It, but the, okay. the bear was the was his uh, chimp. And they would yeah. just go from town to town and like find lonely women, and and he would romance them a little bit and help them get out of a problem, and then he would go to the next thing, and it would be some group of underprivileged orphans at an orphanage, and he would come in help them settle their shit by using the power of his truck and his <laughs> ape, and then he would just 
You know, it was like basically the Incredible Hulk without turning green. He just—I was going to say it was—it was the Hulk. It was the Incredible Hulk. It was the A Team. Mm-hmm. It was like so many shows the through the seventies and the eighties. The Equalizer, yes, exactly. Huh? Spencer for hire. Mm-hmm. Like just name off another sort of, mm-hmm. and they're never quite detectives or police officers but or sort of kind of end up doing that work. Hey, don't forget right. the Master with Lee Van Cleef. Yes, and Timothy Van Patten. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah Ooh, so, let's yeah. forget that. Okay. As um, much as I love Lee Van Cleef, so um, that's bad stuff. There's a recurring character in these two movies, and that is Officer Cheryl at the police department. But they yeah. have two different actors play her. So, like the one in the first movie is fucking gold. She was uh-huh. so deadpan, really, so funny. So funny. I thought she was great. And when they brought her back, it was a different actor and not nearly as good in the second one. But um, I thought it was really cool that they brought that character back, even without it being the same actor. I thought she was really good. Agreed. Um, yeah, I have a note here where I said, um, Kay Lenz is better than this movie deserves. I thought she was just <laughs> amazing. Because there were so many moments where she would act, and it was good and i was like wow mm-hmm. she is like actually selling this and i was just so impressed with her i love the development of her character as well because she starts stripping and she's like not great but she wins this like competition because that she's being awkward and then she's just like fuck it i can't get this dress off and she just rips it right. mm-hmm. and Which it's amazing so like over, yeah. Well, she also had, yeah. like, maybe the sexiest lingerie I've ever seen on underneath mm-hmm. it. So. Oh, that was hot. So fucking hot. So, um, yeah, really fucking hot. Um, there there was a bit of an uproar. I, mean, uh, I, I guess we don't have to say who it is, but there was a bit of an uproar when the movie came out in the LGBT community because there's been, like, a long history in films of, like, trans characters being villains. So, yeah. like, this was, you know, another one where they do that, and it's sort of that crazy reveal. I mean, you can go back to, like, Psycho, having a little bit of that, but also, mm-hmm. like, um, Dressed to Kill, um, the Sleepaway Camp. Um, I'm trying to think, like, just so many. Um, uh, Freebie and the Bean. There's just, oh, you know, I guess I never really thought of it, though. All way. these characters who are, like, you know, d- deceitfully, you know, confusing people with their gender and stuff like that, and they're, like... <laughs> being crazy because of it and big murderers but i think to like i think in this movie it wasn't i didn't take it in that same vein in a way like because mm-hmm. i don't think that the person was crazy because of any sort of gender fluidity as right. much as it was a device to it was a means to an ends it was a way to disguise but it still conflates the two things, craziness it, and that. So it's well, sort of like, you know. But again, what I'm what I'm saying is I don't think that the, the, the character that we're talking about who was using that right. that disguise was was necessarily I don't think they would be considered trans in the sense that and I'm I'm you know, I'm just I guess just because it didn't strike me that way mm-hmm. watching it. I was I found it on the Wikipedia thing about the reaction to it. Well, and I mean, we're in a, like, now, something like world. this. Yeah. yeah, nothing like this would ever be made. And, you know, in, in 1987. That well, in actor 80, only uh, did this one role. Really? Ever. Only cool. thing there. And they were good. No, very good. Yeah, they were. But, yeah. but, I mean, in 87, you could have made a movie wrong wrongly, but you could have made a movie that was just as <laughs> brazenly anti 
oh, anything absolutely. as you wanted to be. I mean, good Lord, this was the era of C. Thomas Howell and blackface and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, can we have a, uh-huh. just a little moment here? I'd like to just come around and just let's all just settle down by the fire. I just want to have a conversation about the thong. Which like, one? As, as an entity? <laughs> as, or? A, as, a, as a thing in society. Because oh. I can clearly remember the first time I ever saw one in a movie, uh-huh. and that was Crocodile Dundee, where yes. Linda Kozlowski is bending uh, over down by the river. <laughs> and got a crocodile thong. comes up. And I was like, wow, wow, wow. Like, it just blew my mind. And then it just became sort of omnipresent. It was everywhere. That was what all. And uh. I will tell you, like, I never got tired of seeing them in this movie. And everybody was wearing one. But, like, so I was. that was my first experience with seeing anybody in one of those things. I mean, Was you know, Crocodile Dundee? Was Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> you know, and then, like, Miami Vice, you'd get a little bit and stuff like that. But, like, nobody had that sort of stuff on and stuff. And it was just sort of this mysterious bit of like lore almost, you know, like, and she was wearing a thong and it was like, (laughs) my God. So like now it's sort of normal, but it's still ubiquitous. Yeah. I mean, I don't ever remember that not being a part of my wardrobe. Right. But it like, or like not knowing those, I guess. But yeah, I mean, that was whenever Crocodile Dundee came out was the first time it was even a thing. Was it 86? It might have been earlier than that, but I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, what a wonderful invention is all I'm going to say. Oh, Salute yeah. to whoever came up with, you know what, maybe we need <laughs> less fabric with the exact right sort of um, opening. I mean, they're hot and they also don't show panty lines. Mm-hmm. So See, I feel the same way now. Check and check. About uh, yoga pants. Yeah, similar Ooh. sort of like fun oh. thing. But the issue with yoga pants is <laughs> you can see them on somebody who might maybe shouldn't ought to be wearing them. And then you just look away. Right. But with a thong, it's like, <laughs> you know, by the time you see that, it's like game on. So, Well, it depends. Like there are, there are bathing suits that are made that way. And I've seen plenty of those on people that you look probably, away. Like dudes in probably should have went with one of or some boy shorts or something. But yeah, that that was delightful. But I will say, and I'm I'm going to continue this comment onto the second film. Like, if you had told me that um, when I was 15 that there would be a point where there would be a movie on and there would be women dancing around in their underwear or less, that mm-hmm. I would be checking my phone to see what was happening in the world because I was bored with nudity. No, say, no, that can't possibly be true. This movie, you were bored? Oh, less with this one than with the second one. But in both, I was like, oh. I was like, um, what did I write? I wrote, stripping is not a story, I wrote. Um, and amazing that it can be boring. Because I was just like, <laughs> man, enough. Because like, it was literally like, story, and then like, three epically long stripping scenes with the worst music you've ever heard. And then like a little block of story. And then, like, another stripping scene. And I was just like, man, get. I completely disagree. I completely disagree because they. I was just so impressed with their moves. Like, the shit that they were doing was hard and, like, totally acrobatic. I was impressed with some of their moves, but I wasn't impressed with all of them. And all of them just went. I think it's the, the combination of the bad music and just the fact that it was the entire performance and not just, like, a moment of the entire performance. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's like, um, 
I don't know, like some sort of delightful part of a recipe, but I don't want to, like I might like when I get a pop of onion in a salad, but I don't want to just eat an onion like an apple because it's that's not why it's good. I want like a little flavor crystal of nudity here and there that like kind of wakes me up. But when it just is nothing but that for a long time, I'm just like, man, come on. Well, I will <laughs> say, as you, as you know, I am sort of of the, uh, my appetites run in sort of the Henry the eighth direction mm-hmm. where like, if something's good, it's really good. Let's have a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't have that problem with that. Same that Mike, part. same. Yeah. I'm just now, like, if I want to watch that, I'll watch porn. I don't want to, I don't need that. <laughs> and that's that framing of it. I don't know. Mm. I, I think this did not fall flat. Okay. Well, there <laughs> were definitely we still, a lot of things that weren't flat. <laughs> are we still on number one here? Yes. Or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Are we going to number two? Yeah. Do we want to transition over to the second one? Should we breaststroke over? Oh, I think we should. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let me get my, uh, let me get all this money off the stage and then we can. Uh, it is a bit tit nipply in here. Get our, our next act up on the up on the center stage. So let's uh, let's shift from the first strip to kill film. Way off into the future to 1989 for Strip to Kill 2. You didn't kill anyone. How do you know that? Look, is it easy to believe that some nut is loose? Or that you walk in your sleep, murder people, cover yourself in their blood, and then wake up nice and comfy in bed? They're going to think it's me. Why? There are things in my life I just don't want to tell anyone. Oh, don't be a twerp. Look, I have a past I'm not too proud of either. We're in good company around here. What's the level of a number two you think this is? The first time. I believe I said something like that to Mike in a text. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so I said, I said, yeah, number two was a big number two, I think. It was. <laughs> well, I, okay, well, it I was definitely I was... worse. But like when you hear the context in which it was made, I mean, it's still an impressive achievement because there were things that were impressive about the second film. Yeah, Mike, tell us the what you were talking earlier about. All right, the so we're we're this is we're live here. This is not an aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Let's go so, for it. Um, yeah, the the story that that we had heard was that Corman had made Julie. I think you knew the name of the previous film, not Strip to Kill One, but whatever movie he had just finished. Um, Strip to the Damned. Okay, he had Maybe. access to either the set or the location. There was that a thing was, called Dance of the Damned. Is that it? <clears throat> Is it Dance? Because that was another one of her films, I think. Of uh, yeah. Cachets. Yeah. Because I saw that in her filmography, Dance of the Damned, which came out after, well, the same year. So it must have been the same thing. Oh, that sounds yeah, right. Yeah, Dance of the Damned. Dance You're the right. Damned, They're yeah. both 1989. All right. So they had finished producing Dan- or oh. making Dance of the Damned, and he still had this space for like another week. And he was it's like, very Corman. cannot waste this money. This mo- We've paid good money for this. Let's, you got this weekend, bang out a script for a sequel to A Strip to Kill. And they did. Cat Shea and her partner did and rolled in there and they made this movie in a week. And the other thing I read was, and this goes to your point, I think, Marty, is that she spent most of her time shooting dialogue scenes 
with the actors. Right. Like sort of character building right. as the, such. The story part. The story part. And Corman rolled in and just shot like all the dance stuff. Yeah. It's, that's mm-hmm. what I would want to do too if I were him. Of, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean. Yeah. The, oh, I'll I take mean, care of that for you, Kat. Yeah. Well, just like I would. <laughs> but that's why like I think so much of it. I'm guessing there's probably like some. Uh, you know, like Altman esque level of character scenes that just made it not past the cutting room floor. Oh, I hope so. I would love to see all of those like extra, like, like the three oddities. hour super cut. Of- I, I, I want to oh say one thing about Corman because this, this goes back to the first film, unfortunately. But like speaking of the trans character, um, Cat Shea had thought up the idea and brought it to Corman, and Corman had said, eh, Nobody's going to believe any of that, uh, that a stripper uh, is a woman who isn't. And she goes, well, you're probably right. And then she went and found like three trans people that were doing that, mm-hmm. that were stripping, but they were, you know, not biological women. Brought him in to see jo- uh, see Roger, and then they stripped for him. And he was oh, wow. said he turned every color that you, a person could turn, you know, until he was like purple. And then was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I guess it is a good story and stuff. So, <laughs> huh. so she sort of put the proof in the pudding there. I mean, that's to me. That's just another example of her being sort of a badass. A badass. Yeah. I mean, just her IMDb picture with the cowboy hat. I'm just like, yeah, this is a badass. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like I did. She looks so her. cute. Yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. Like a no bullshit. She's from Detroit. Drinking with her. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So it was like the stuff with uh, the. Oh, I'm going to butcher her name. Jill Gavargazian, who made the stylist. Oh yeah, yeah. Like all this stuff on oh, her own yeah. Instagram, she seems like a badass too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, she's so cool. Yeah, she's got a new movie coming. I know. I've been following her on Instagram. She's mm-hmm. been like filming it somewhere in Maryland, I think. I saw the house, that she a creepy was house. It looks involved awesome. in filming mm-hmm. with other people on other movies, but I didn't know that she had something. I'm down already mm-hmm. for that because yeah. I think oh, yeah. The Stylist was one of my favorite movies of, was it 2021? Or whenever yeah, we watched that. Yeah. God, it was so good. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I was very impressed with her. And I follow uh, uh, the actress, the lead actress from mm-hmm. The Stylist, too. Yeah. Najara Townsend. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I loved great. that I didn't realize until we were talking, we were recording, that one of the kills, like, you know, was her. Like, she acted in it. I thought that was really cool. Oh, oh that's really? Cool. In, in the stylist, yeah, she was oh, like the, the cool. I like, we were talking about this. sorry, sorry, yeah, that's cool, very um, cool. So th- this this second movie is basically the same thing. Here's a bunch of strippers. Somebody's killing them. You know, it's well, the basic setup, but it yeah, it goes a different. Direction. There's lots of fatalities. <laughs> fatalities, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I've been waiting to say that the I don't, whole time. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen a more like stereotypical wardrobe for a cop than this dude with his oh, coat and his all of his stuff. He was like, so douchey. Like yeah. I, he was not, he was not hunky at all. He did not do it for me. He was just such a like doofus looking was, dude. Well, and she even asked him that. She goes, "Isn't there some kind of fucking IQ test to get on the force?" Oh what, my god! <laughs> and yeah, it was like, and, but and then he, to his credit, goes, "Yeah, I cheated." Like, yeah, I admit I'm not the sharpest tool in the fucking drawer, but, you know, I, I I don't know. It was not great. But, you know, then he mixes it up later and gets rid of his trench coat and comes back in like a windbreaker. You know, so he oh, my God, guys, 
Like, I know this is super fast forwarding, but like, wow, can we just talk about that weird sex scene that in the alley? In the alleyway, and then in it the started rain. to rain. <laughs> Like, at some point, I just started laughing out loud. Like, I was like, this is amazing. Well, I immediately <laughs> thought about um, the movie with Linda Fiorentino. The, the, uh, oh, the one where she was the asshole? Yeah. yeah. Where they were getting it on out behind the bar next to Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Hanging onto the chain link. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that was but this was just hotter. so cheesy. And then it had those, like, interludes of, like, the innocent dance routine that was going on on the inside. Like at the strip joint. Well, it what was... I remember is after they made out and the the women came out there and caught them making out, and then no, 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 they were fucking. Right, right. But that's what I mean. I'm calling, <laughs> I'm calling fucking making out. Oh, but so like they all come out and see them, and then they start taunting and teasing, and she, the cop he, like, he like zips up. And he leaves. zips up his pants and leaves, and, and then they start laughing. kissing all yes. over the girl. And I was like, "Man!" But they're all she... laughing at him too on his way out. They're totally cucking that guy, and I was just like, "What <laughs> the fuck?" Like, yeah. She later hop like along. It's like that's literally it's, taking your ball and going home. Exactly. Essentially, like most of this movie, I was like, "What the fuck is what going fuck? on?" Yes. I was so confused, Good. but like. Like, what about, like, when there were the, like, interpretive, like, dance hallucinations yes. that were, like, going on? And then, like, there's, like, the hot chick that, like, um, Bane chick, I guess, that looked like Bride of Frankenstein for a second. Yes. But without, like, the, you know, like, the hair. Like, it, I don't know. I, I and then at one the point, there was, like, this. this was better than the dancing in the first one. Honestly, there was so much more gymnastic type stuff. And I thought it was more athletic. Yeah, and it, it was more athletic. But it was, like weirder it kind of gave those like vibes of like grace jones and like yeah, the vamp movie you know before. i thought a lot about vamp yeah. yeah yeah and like that lady was like the one lady was so hot but then she put on like that mutant costume but then she like ripped off mm-hmm. that trench coat mm-hmm. and it was so like confusingly sexy <laughs> like you're like what? Yeah. What? i'm just a lot juxtaposition <laughs> i'm glad to hear that i kind of thought that maybe the level of like what is this why is this happening that I was experiencing was more to do with my like <laughs> mental state at the moment than it was the movie. But it sounds like it was all over the map to the, to you guys also. It, oh yeah. It was another case where there was like 15 minutes of story and like an hour and 15 minutes of like semi decent nakedness. You know, it was just well, like, I, mean, I, I actually thought kind of when it was over, I thought maybe I had drifted off a couple of times. I definitely <laughs> drifted off a couple of times. Because I was trying to sort of put it all together in my head. The first one, I, after it was over, I felt like it was a straightforward, flawed, but straightforward and satisfying movie. With with an actual mm-hmm. little twist thing at the end. I actually thought the right. end of this and the, the final battle in the apartment I thought was really good. And the reveal of those creepy mannequins and stuff and what was going on, I thought all that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, but that was getting cool. there was getting like, there was a slog. Oh, yeah. What am I seeing here? Well, and the relationships between the women were so muddy and weird, and like, who's are some of these people are in love, and some of them are friends, and some <laughs> yeah. of them were looking out for like The girls were like meaner to each other, which I didn't love. Mm-hmm. You know, like the behind the scenes kind of Much moments cattier. and interactions. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't love that. But you know, do all right now. I don't know if this is overly spoilery for this second film, but I don't know if I understood completely by the end what the motivation of the killer was. I didn't understand any of that. Okay. They good. were they were 
breast friends, but she wanted to be more. more. <laughs> I did like, you know, I thought that fantasy dream stuff with the mask, it's, I thought that was all really interesting. I liked the razor blade it and the cool. teeth thing. I liked that they referenced yeah. a historical incident where the, where strippers and prostitutes were doing that as a way to defend themselves because mm-hmm. all that shit was terrifying to me. Like yeah, whenever cool. you'd see a razor blade, I just get like, uh, like I back up because it freaks me out. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I thought all that dream sequence stuff was sort of shot really in an interesting way. And it, the way it was lit and the way it was cut together. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it had it. Clearly, this is a filmmaker who has ideas and can get some of them on screen despite budget restrictions. So I'm I'm impressed with that. It yeah. did, both of these did make me want to watch more of Cat Shay's movies. Yeah, I've seen Poison. I've seen Poison Ivy with uh, Drew Barrymore and Sarah Gilbert, and yeah. I remember really liking that. That was a Tom Skerritt's in it, so it's great. And then some of the other stuff I don't know. But, oh, uh, well, I was excited to see there's this movie called Streets from 1990. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize she did it. But I've been wanting to watch that for a little while. It has Christina Applegates, who's like a prostitute. Yes. Yes. It's like a, it looks yeah. like a rough sort of yeah people living on the street kind of thing. Yeah. I have Vibrations, um, which Christina Applegate is also in. And it's like, you know... Um, on deck to watch, but I just haven't, I haven't yet. But yeah, I, I was looking up this one not too long ago. I just didn't realize it was catchy. There, so. There's a thing near the end where the, the, I think he's the DJ is comes over to the apartment and like, he, Oh, the weird lighting dude. Yeah. And she does like the razor blade and slices his throat and he yeah. just drops like he was shot in the head. And I laughed <laughs> so Cause I mean, I did yeah, too. He was bleeding. But, you know, he acted like he had, it like, got shot right between the eyes. He just dropped and died. Oh, and I was like, dude, that ain't, that's not how that works. Put your hand no, on it. But I loved it. Um, that made me laugh out loud. Also, when the first chick was found dead and they have, like, a white sheet over covering her. Mm-hmm. And then she falls down in front of like all of her friends, butterfingers, like out of <laughs> yeah, it's like butterfingers. Yeah, like the detective like, who's there, like isn't the like oh, so sorry, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the the guy that plays the assistant coroner that's like always there. I was like, man, I've seen that guy in everything. Apparently, I haven't. He's not been in that much stuff, so. <laughs> but he was very familiar. Yeah, um, yeah he's a I, fun character. I, I, you know, I thought. I thought it was okay, but it's definitely lesser than the first one. Um, yeah, but there were like witty dialogues. I don't know. It's like there were moments. What's it like to be naked in front of a hundred people? Well, right. it depends on the air conditioning. Yes, <laughs> like, I thought that was good. You know, like, yeah, there's like good moments. <laughs> we should say that both of these films are available on streaming platforms. So um, yes. one, uh, the first one is on Plex. That's where I watched it, which I think actually just pushed me through to Freebie. I think it's on Freebie. Um, okay. But the second one is on Plex, but it's also on a, on a streamer that I'd never heard of because, called Zumo. It's spelled X-X-U-M-O. Huh. And let me tell you, I think I watched 5,000 commercials when I watched Stripped, the <laughs> first one. But on mm-hmm. the second one, I think I watched four. So if you oh, can, wow. if you can cool. find the first one on Zumo, that was a much more entertaining Experience. I'll watch for that because there were a lot of commercials when we watched because we watched the first one on a Blu-ray and we watched 
two on Plex. Okay. Wait, so was, Dylan had a Blu-ray? Yeah. Nice. He had actually, he had actually, it was funny because when you announced or you told us what the picks were going to be, I told him and he was like, oh, that's coming tomorrow. He had Whoa. already, yeah, he had already ordered it. So. Oh, did it just release on Blu-ray? I don't know. He found it on disc with a kind of strange movie where Brad Dorif is a, I think he's a cop, like a detective investigating huh. something. So I don't cool. know. It's just, it's man, it's just the wild west as far as what he's getting all Love the time. It. So <laughs> always something interesting. So speaking of interesting things, why don't we talk about what else we've been watching? Um, oh, okay. oh, I guess we milked that for everything it was worth. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I can't stop. I know. Wow. I think I've, I think I've said every thing I wrote down about this. So well, thanks for the thanks for the memories. <laughs> <laughs> all right um oh okay yeah let me i gotta pull up my list i'm not organized here um mike you want to go first sure all right let me open up my when we last memory rec- database we last recorded on the 22nd of january okay. wow is it? it's been a while guys mm-hmm. yeah we got kind of waylaid a bit yeah. On the 22nd of January? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I watched uh, the Brian Usna-Corbin-Burnson joint The Dentist, mm-hmm. which I've would never be, seen. you would do not want to see it mm-hmm. because it is full of like <laughs> super, up, super up close tooth trauma because they, they had... Kevin Yeager built like these giant, like oversized inside of the mouth things that they could get a camera in. Some of it is really amazing stuff, but uh, it is, yeah, yeah it's, no it's messed up. Yeah, I didn't think it was interesting. <laughs> Not for me. Uh, watched Parenthood with Steve Martin. Ooh. Yes. I love that movie. I saw it. In the really, held, really held up well. Oh, I got that from the thrift store. It's literally like on my. Um, on deck right now. I was going to watch it today. It's it's fun. It's yeah, young movie. Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. and Joaquin Phoenix when he's like thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nuts Dude, to see Joaquin. I, I think that I can still sing most of that diarrhea movie like from memory of being a child. So, yeah. So uh, my girlfriend song. at the time and I we went and saw it and uh, <laughs> saw it in Charlotte. I can remember the theater and I was I had just gotten my first ever pair of contact lenses and I was like, okay, I'm getting Whoa. to the point where I can put these in. But so we went to the theater and I'm wearing these contact lenses and we get there and we're watching the movie and we're laughing and we're laughing and we get to the diarrhea song. Well, excuse me. It's not the diary song. It's the part where he's Cowboy Curtis or whatever his name is. And, yeah. And he's doing his thing oh, at the yeah. birthday party. And he goes, and then I blowed a hole in him. And it was about this big. And he says, <laughs> actually, it was about this big. And he goes, and his guts were just spilling out, slipping around. I was laughing so hard that I was squeezing my eyes shut and trying to not hear it. I was on my knees in the floor of the theater, like just trying not to look and trying not to hear. And the contact lens popped out in my hand. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I watched the last part of the movie being able to see out of one eye. And I ended up like somebody, I'd seen somebody do it where they pop their contact lens into their mouth to wet it. 
and then yeah. put it in their eye. And I tried that, and I, I was able to get it in and get out. But my eye looked like I had been punched in it from... Wow. <laughs> so anyway, that is a, a memory I have associated with that film. So It is a dramatic <laughs> story about parenthood. Yeah, it was. I love that movie, though. Uh, it's great. Still holds up. Yeah. Diane Weist is just Absolutely. the most charming. Always. And and Mary, uh, Mary Steenburgen. Oh. Uh, watched Pale Blood from 1990. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I kept thinking it was Innocent Blood, the Landis thing, mm-hmm. which I really kind of want to revisit because I did not like that movie when I saw it. No, me neither. But I'm curious to revisit it. Pale Blood was interesting. It has a guy named George Chikaris who was in like, he's a dancer from uh, the original West Side Story. Okay. So he had been around forever, but he plays a vampire in the movie. And it's actually pretty interesting. Cool. It's not a great movie, but it's interesting. Okay. Uh, watched Harry and the Hendersons, uh-huh. which is another one that I have never watched and came away from anything but pleased. And yeah. just that's one of the greatest characters ever created with practical with effects. Because yeah. cool. it's beyond just like, ooh, that's a good effect. That is a character. And that was the Predator guy in that, right? Yes. Yeah. Kevin Peter Hall. Yeah. It's just amazing. Um, Assault on Precinct 13. Mm hmm. Which I love. Mm-hmm. The original, the John Carpenter version. Love that movie. Uh, we actually went to the theater. I meant to tell you this, Marty. We went to the theater because this is something Dylan found and wanted to see. It's a Neil Jordan movie, a new Neil Jordan movie called Marlowe hmm. with Liam Neeson as Philip Marlowe. I was going to ask if it was based on the detective stories. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's uh, Philip Marlowe and it's got uh, Jessica Lang and... A good cast, okay. and it was an amazing looking. It was very uh, leisurely yeah. about its pacing. It didn't feel overly long, but just like not that much stuff happened. It wanted to be sort of a China, uh, Chinatown kind of story, but uh, it was fine. So Neil Marshall, this is the um, the Descent guy. No, I'm sorry. I said that. Did I say Neil Marshall? I meant to say Neil Jordan. Neil Jordan. You might have said Neil Jordan, and I misheard. Okay. Neil Jordan I, is the da- the brother of the wolf. Uh, Company of Wolves. Company of Wolves. And Crying Game yes, and yeah, yeah. Mona Lisa. Because here's my issue with that guy is I get him confused with Mike Lee, the, the yeah. naked guy. Because I think I, for some reason in my mind it all like blurs. But yeah. Well, so. they sort of burst onto the scene out of the English film scene like at the same time mm-hmm. they sort of broke out into the international market yeah. so that's it's perfectly it's a little muddy for me reasonable that that would that would happen and then i watched infinity pool yes i did that i did too and i really liked infinity pool i felt immediately like i needed to watch it again i'm going to wait till the unrated ones out and then i'm going to watch it that's what i want to do yeah, i'm not going to watch the that first version again because like I I didn't know if what we were watching was the unrated version or not, but then I have listened since after having seen it, I had sort of avoided any uh, like critical analysis, spoilers, yeah. yeah, any kind of critical analysis or story spoilers about it. And now that I have, I listened to a talk where someone had seen it at Sundance, and apparently what we saw was absolutely cut. the uh, yeah. the cut version. Yeah. So, but. It makes me kind of, I don't think I came away from it as blown away as I was with Possessor. No. But, uh. But it has it, stuck with me and I, it's, it has driven me to a lot of interesting thoughts. Me too. Yeah. It, I keep thinking and like trying to sort of analyze something in my mind to, to see if, if it was saying something more than just the surface. Yeah. 
narrative. To me, it was so, it wasn't like as up its own ass as like the that last <laughs> David Cronenberg movie, um, The Crimes of the Future, right? Which I just did not care for. Um, hmm. But it wasn't as direct of a just an interesting weird story as Possessor or his previous one, Antiviral. Yeah, because I really liked Antiviral too. I like both of Brandon Cronenberg's last two movies, but this one, I, it has. It it has really made me think, so I'm I'm curious and, to watch it again. Cool, and I'm so just uh, taken with Mia Goth that that yes, her, she continues to amaze me. Yeah, her yeah. level of just her like latitudes are amazing. The well, I guess there's subtlety there sometimes, and then there's just yeah. insanity. It's like just oh, like overt. You really need to watch some Pearl. Like, I'm, I want to because I, I I liked X. So yeah, I did too. Yeah. I just didn't like it as much as Pearl. I thought Pearl was better. So I'm, I'm absolutely the opposite, yeah. but I I think that how she acted in Pearl is incredible. It is yeah, a she's masterclass. Yeah. So I can't Gill wait and, to see Maxine. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I love that pumped. the way they did that. That little kind of teaser trailer, like it's it's there. You know. It's, I know. And. I was just I'm when like, I saw oh, it, I have I was to like, wait for it. How in the hell can that be ready already? And then it's, it's, it's impressive. Uh, so obviously, strip to kill, strip to kill two, and we watch the dentist two last night. Okay, well, yeah, we watched that. It's very equatable, I would say, to strip to kill and strip to kill two. So, I think it's a step down from the dentist, but it is still full of like insane stuff and corbin burnson it's like you know because he's sort of the tv guy mm-hmm. from la law and and like that movie major league and he's sort of always played that yeah. and he really to me he's really monkeying around with his own image mm-hmm. in a way because he plays this very yuppie uptight ocd dentist in both movies he was sort of the proto greg kinnear you know like good looking yes. and kind of funny and Yes, exactly. Douchey. So he's getting to like really like just cut loose in mm-hmm. these movies. There's a joy in watching that. And Clint Howard turned up in this one. The ice cream man? The ice cream man himself. <laughs> yes. Cooper Smith? Cooper Dick. The one and only. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, again, not for you because of the insane level of dental trauma. Is it Usna again directing it? It is Usna, yes. All right. So okay, that's quite a, that's quite a mixed bag. Yeah. And I'm still working. I, I'm in the middle of the, uh, the people versus George Lucas documentary, which has been amazing so far. Yeah, It's really good. Mm-hmm. And I will return to that. Yeah. Cool. So that's my cool. that's theory list. about the brontosaurus. Julie, nice. you or me? Um, I'll go. Okay. Uh, Skidamarink. Right. I saw that in the theater. Let's talk about that. Um, man, I, I didn't like it. they made a... Really? It's on, okay. It's on Prime and Shutter. I watched it on Shutter. Okay. I did not like I, it. I... Like, I did I not like it, it at all, quite frankly. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I can't imagine you know, sitting still for that long in a public place where you can't just fuck off a little bit, wait for it to stop. Okay, well, well I told you guys this, and, and to me, like, I thought this was incredible. Most people would be super annoyed by this, but, like... There was this dude in the theater, just pure snoring, and and you know this movie is like what, like an hour long. Oh no, it's and, longer than and, that. It seems okay, like it's yeah, ten so it's times like, longer than that, if you ask me. Yeah, you're not wrong, 
But like the audio level was so low in this yes. movie, and this guy like sometimes exceeded like the audio level of the movie, and it it was so charming to me. Like for this were like artsy. Other, were other theater patrons laughing when he snored? Um. Well, I thought it was funny. There was a dude that was like a couple rows behind me. This the snorer was in front of me. There's a guy like up a couple rows, and I think he told the projectionist like something. And then he got really mad and he stormed down the stairs while saying something. And I just like looked to my right and there was like this guy that I made on ca- uh, like eye contact with that was like on a date with somebody, you know, like and like he and I just were laughing hysterically. Like like we were like, what a great moment, you know. And uh, and I guess, you know, like that guy really wasn't offended by it either. But I. OK, so a, I like that they minutes, did a thing. By the way. OK. I OK. I like that they did a thing. They made. Dark corners look really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two kids wake up and their parents and all of the doors are missing. And the toilet. And then the toilet, the toilet disappears. That was just rude. Yes. But there was a um, bucket, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. I should like, stink-a-marink. There's, <laughs> there's the glow of, like, a TV and mm-hmm. creepy, like, Cartoon. floors and, like, doors that are just interior doors that are just opened, like, by cracks. And I don't know. I just... I was impressed with the balls to do that and release it. And I am in awe of the reaction online to it because the reaction online Mm -hmm. is rabid. People love it and are terrified by it. And it is, does not make sense to me. I mean, I think it does like invoke that fear of like when you're lost in a store and you're like, what the fuck? Like, where's my mom? Mm -hmm. You know, where's my dad? Big mysterious world. And I'm lost in it. I get that. I think I'm too much that way. I mean, yeah, I just liked that he held long shots on architecture mm-hmm. and, like, you know, made it interesting and good for him for doing a thing, you know? So, I, am I going to watch it again? No. No. But I did enjoy seeing it, and that theater experience to me was incredible. The um, There were <laughs> moments, so, like, watching it on Shutter where it's, you know, it's, it's compressed because it's coming through on a streaming service and stuff. There were moments where, like, that, um, the, like, MPEG sort of compression would cause the background dark areas to just sort of swirl. Mm-hmm. So you'd be watching these dark areas that were sort of like just pixels, just sort of slightly swirling. Yeah. And you would stare into them expecting to see something. And you mm-hmm. don't, re- that, you know, you, that doesn't really happen until the end of the movie when that something actually appears out of the shadows. But every moment up until that moment, you're expecting it. So it definitely built a sense of dread and stuff. But to me, the sense of boredom over whelmed the sense of dread and i was just wishing it was an hour long like if that had been a half an hour sort of experimental yeah. thing i would have probably been amazed by it yeah if it was 30 minutes it would be fucking stellar yeah but it, it's mm. still like ballsy as shit to get that made and honestly if you go online and read any reviews and stuff like the majority of them are just like this is the scariest thing i've ever seen really yeah like people are just huh. like i couldn't stick with it the, the dude i watched this guy mr gg on um youtube who does like reviews of fucked up stuff and he did this yeah. and it this movie fucked him up and he watches wow, okay fucked up shit huh. so anyway that, so i watched it maybe with elevated expectations and i think that that hurt okay. my experience see i always go into like most things trying to know as little as possible mm-hmm. and you know I get excited by that. Yeah, no, I I agree. I've there. I have some on my list that I can that I went in that way. So, 
I'm sorry mm-hmm. to have interrupted for so long. So no, no, I'm glad that uh, we had this conversation. You saw it too. Mm-hmm. So um, okay, so um, ooh, this movie was not great, but I found a tape of it at the thrift store. The uh, back in business with the buzz. Wow! And he has like super lame, like industrial fight choreography and. <laughs> throws a dude off of like some rails like with him and then they like hit glass i think they start like smoking cigarettes like once they're like fallen like you know like comically like fell into this vehicle right um how was his mom like they, they give each other a beer you know it's like the later 90s so it's not as good it's oh. no stone cold right. but you know it was like cool to see him that movie was I probably didn't have lance heinrichs in either stone cold yeah, was good true that was back when cold. you used to pick really awesome movies, Julie. Uh, you know, um, we'll we'll chuck some uh, some more action in. in no, no, the, uh, no, I don't want you to change a single thing. <laughs> I was just so excited because I didn't see Strip to Kill Two, and I was like, "Yeah." Now, these are really... movies that I have always known about, actually, at least the first one. So it was nice to get that in my watched column. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about those movies with you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, I had an outstanding evening one time where I paired, uh, three ninjas with Friday the 13th part three. Wow. Enjoyed that. Wow, that's a good the mm-hmm. Holy Trinity. I like to consider. <laughs> um, Ooh, okay. So I found at the thrift store, who's that girl Yeah. with Madonna, Madonna? Yeah. and Rosanna Arquette. No, no it's not desperately, desperately seeking, seeking Susan. Desperately seeking Susan. And, okay, and so that's the movie I know, and I'd never heard of this movie. Oh, really? Before. Yeah, that's that's one. It was so charming, yeah. and it's like Madonna gets paroled from jail, and then she's like, she sports this like super cool leather jacket, that's, and she has like electric red lips the and whole like time. The white hair. Is yes, this, uh, it was in the Papa uh, Don't Preach era when she had that like shorter yes. haircut. She's so fucking it's, gorgeous. Scriven 1987. Yeah, um, I remember yes, watching that's it. Yes, that's her love interest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so she, it's like a mashup of Marilyn Monroe. Her character is like a mashup of Marilyn yes. Monroe and the secretary from Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> Annie Potts. And it, it gave me those like remake vibes of bringing up baby. Mm-hmm. It was like an 80s version it's of bringing up baby. Very much and a throwback it, to that. And that movie I just has my heart it's a, so you know this movie. was just so charming um i haven't seen it so since it came out on that tape probably back in the Aww. 80s so yeah but i liked it when it came out it yeah. i have seen it it reminded it's to me it's that whole manic pixie dream girl thing where you're like uh-huh. it's sort of it's the ca- first of that yeah yeah sort of because this came out and then right Hepburn. after right after it was uh matthew uh matthew modine and uh is it Matthew Modine? Dude, what are you, where are you going? <laughs> no, in the uh, the Jonathan Demme movie with Ray Liotta and Melanie Griffith. Oh, no, it's Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels, yes. Uh, oh, wild, wild thing. Wild at heart? Something wild. Something wild, yes. Something yes. wild at heart thing. Yes, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, no, that was a, that for to me also was a thrift store find that I just like picked up had no clue about and I loved that movie. That's a great movie. That is a great movie. Well, yeah, great movie. I've never it goes seen it goes from being like sort of this weird fantasy thing to getting dark like real quick. Real quick. Yeah. It was cute. It was like during the pandemic I picked up that movie and um it was at this thrift store downtown in Columbus 
And this guy was like, you're really going to enjoy that movie. And I did. Yeah, that's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. liked that movie a lot. <laughs> um, okay, so a couple Wednesday night horror movies that I watched with Ethan was um, Z. It's on Amazon Prime. Yes, I'm aware um, of that. How was it? I, I thought it was weird. It's not really like a Julie movie. Um, but, you know, I... There were some great jump scares yeah. in it. Um, you it's know, a zombie I wasn't thing, sure if it was like right? a, I wasn't sure if it was like a demon or like an evil imaginary friend that like haunts this family. Right? Is it just the um, letter Z? Yeah. yeah, the letter Z. So I mean, it was interesting. Okay. I did, you know. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad I saw it. I guess. Okay. Um, you know, that was like his pick and uh, Shutter pick. Uh, then I made him watch Blood Cult from 1985. Mm. You guys ever seen that movie? I don't Sounds know. crazy familiar. It was fucking awesome. Like, I loved it. Okay. It was so cheesy and ridiculous, and the characters were weird and wild, and they were awesome outfits, and... I, the the lines were so cheesy. Um, I I just loved it. Okay. I yeah. It I, seems I like everybody. you might be alone in that. It's very low review. <laughs> well, I know the box again. It's one of those kind of I know the artwork. That goofy yeah. meat cleaver in the hand yeah. artwork. I've never yes. seen that before. I had never I had never seen it. I this really is a hadn't heard about it. Thing. It, yes, wow. and holy shit, it was so awesome. <laughs> the director's first film. There's like somebody who gets like decapitated, and then they like beat someone else with that head, and it's just like this like dry <laughs> like beat. Like there's like no blood. Like it would be like squirting everywhere, right? Yeah. You know, like you just don't you see anything. Think. You know. Um, okay. So yeah, it's it's just a. Uh, you do find interesting movies, Julie. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Um, if anyone else has recommendations that are similar to that, please. Pass them on. <laughs> Redneck zombies. I need to know. <laughs> that was another shot on video, Jim. Ooh, okay. Oh, check that out. I might have seen that, actually. At, like, I'm at, shocked if you haven't. Drive-in. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, oh, okay. Uh, another... Thrift store find other people's money with uh, Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Oh I, yeah, yeah. I had never seen that before, That's and That's I mean, a good it, movie. yeah, his comedic timing is just incredible. Yeah, it's hard to beat. Really, um, let's see here. Oh, okay. You know, of course, I, I went down. Uh, you know, some uh, uh, rom coms. Um, I rewatched How to Lose a Guy in Ten Ten Days. Okay, and. It is just so adorable and hilarious. And I love that, like, the entire time you're in on the jokes. Okay. So, like, the audience, you just have, like, so much engagement because, that like, not, the characters don't know all of these things, but you know all of mm-hmm. these things. And I don't know. I just... Um, I've never seen adorable. that one, so... Is that... Is McConaughey in that? Yeah, McConaughey and um, Goldie Hawn's kid, um, Kate... Hudson. Hudson, Hudson, thank yeah. you. Yeah, so it's cute. It's cheesy. 
Um, also, uh, I think I've talked about this one before, but I wrote it down anyways. Um, perfect match, um, where it's like this couple does like an, um, online dating or no, it's pre online dating. So they do like VHS dating or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, they call each other on the phone and they just completely lie to each other to impress each other. And they say that like, they're both good at skiing and camping and all of these outdoorsy things. And then, which is pretty brave. They go on a trip together Mm -hmm. for like essentially their first or second, maybe their second date. They go on like a large trip together and you know, Neither of them can literally do anything that they promised each other. And it's a huge disaster and it's hysterical. And that actually sounds love. funny. I'd never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's great. She works at like a video shop and so it's like kind of fun. Like there's all these like weird pervy dudes that are coming in and ooh, there's an awesome Godzilla display in the video shop. Um that's like a Godzilla blow up that oh my god, that would be my dream. I can fit that in my apartment. I remember seeing like a uh, was Godzilla versus the Bionic Monster. Mm -hmm. So I was probably ten, nine or ten, and the the theater in Graham had a probably in my mind it was huge. It was probably six feet tall. Yeah, big paper mache Godzilla with red light up eyes. Whoa! I thought it was the most spectacular thing I'd ever seen. That's awesome. Um, because it probably was. It was. Yeah, I would love to see that. And. Godzilla's the best. Um, what year is the perfect match? I want to say 87. Okay. I just found it. Yeah. Is it? Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's just so charming. And uh, yeah, that's my list. That's, that's all it? I got that I can remember. Surely it's hardly anything. Um, I know there's more, but I just, you know, well, I wasn't really my best self at writing stuff down. Go get a drink because it's going to take a minute. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I think I drank too much last night. So, um, am I the only one who's watched Megan about the robot? Oh, dog? I haven't. I haven't, but I want to watch it. Well, the Peacock just released the unrated one, so I'm going to watch it because I really liked Megan. I thought it was really good, and I was not interested in that movie, but it's. A solid, fun, thrilling little horror movie. Um, very, very um, well done. So highly, highly recommend that. I watched The Lord of War with um, Nicolas Cage, oh, where yeah, he's an arms dealer. One. Watched a really great documentary, Mike, up called Out of Print. That's about the new Beverly Cinema in uh, Hollywood. Yes, you, uh, you gave me that. And it is fan-fucking-tastic. Really? It is, I want to see that. It is about Revival House Theaters in general and talking about that whole thing, but then about how the New Beverly's sort of done what it's done. It's really, really great. Um, I watched wow, The cool. Banshees of Sharon, which is um, Martin McDonough. Martin, McDonough. His new, it is, new film. Um, it's on HBO. I watched it. It was really good. I watched a documentary about a Canadian strip club called The Manor. Um, uh-huh. That was absolutely depressing. Um, watched and speaking of absolutely depressing, I watched Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Super bummer. Um, oh, you didn't like it? I just thought it was really sad. Like it was three hours mm-hmm. of me just feeling sad that Chadwick Boseman died. Um, Skin of Marink. Um, I watched Violent Night. Am I the only one who's watched Violent Night? I really want to oh. see that. No, but I saw Bloody Bloody Christmas. Like th- those came out at the same time, yes. right? 
So yeah. that would be such a perfect double feature. But let me tell you, Violent Night is sort of the Hollywood version of Bloody Christmas, where Bloody Christmas was like, like more that indie type thing. Yeah. This was a slick, unbelievably well done, exciting, fun, over the top. There is a kill in is Violent it Night. Kinda? It is Die Hard. It is essentially Die okay. Hard, but with Santa Claus. But there is a okay. kill near the end of the movie that is one of the most fucked up, awesome, over the top things I've ever seen. And I desperately want Ooh. Mike to watch this movie so we can talk about that. Um, um, I watched. I'm gonna hold that for a minute. I watched Infinity Pool. I watched a great documentary on Paramount Plus called Joe Bryath AD, which is about um sort of mm, that sounds the awesome. spiritual like sort of successor, the the guy that was going to take on David Bowie in the out there artistic rock world. Really fascinating. Mm. Um, sort of a beautiful story, but like um, ultimately tragic and sad. Uh, People versus George Lucas that Mike was talking about. That was a documentary about um, the fan reaction to George Lucas and how he's treated the Star Wars movies and a lot of the other things he's done. Really, really interesting. Um, watched a documentary about Ronnie James Dio called Dio, Dreamers Never Die, and it was a just beautiful story of a guy that I didn't know nearly as much about as, I'm, as I do now. Um, watched a movie called Prospect, which has Pedro Pascal in it. Um, science fiction movie. Uh, I think it was on Prime. But anyway, it was really good. It's like a, it's sort of a Western story where um, one of the Duplass brothers and his is a prospector and they go to these planets to like salvage things. And while there, they get sort of wrapped up in a bunch of intrigue and people die. And it was, it was pretty good. Um, uh, How Did This Get Made covered the, the number 23 with Jim Carrey. So I found it and watched it. And it's, Really, like, very dynamically made, but, man, what a dumb fucking story. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. I had seen it before, but, I, I, you know, it was it's from 2007, so I think I probably saw it in 2008 and had not seen it since. And, yeah, I wouldn't say it held up. Um, there is a movie that's nominated for three Oscars that I saw, and it is called Babylon, and it is terrible. So. <laughs> I my my community <laughs> service this time is to say don't fucking watch Babylon. It's terrible. Oh wow. Okay. So imagine. Isn't it on Netflix or something? It's on Paramount. I Paramount. Think. Yeah. So I what oh, I okay. what I would reckon it to is like um, put a handful of broken glass in your mouth and chew on it. Oh. And while you're doing that, watch some German shit porn. And that's kind of the experience of watching Babylon. Like, um, make sure you've, you've taken like a lot of speed before you start doing any of that too, so that your heart rate is up. That is what it is like for three hours to watch fucking Babylon. It is terrible. Three hours, three hours, over three hours. Um, last night I watched a Hindi movie, uh, called go, go a gone. And it's about, um, these two dudes that, um, Three dudes who end up going to Goa, which is a resort area in India, uh, for a vacation. And while they're there, they find out that the Russian mafia is throwing a rave on a nearby island. So they go there, and it turns out the Russian mafia is distributing a drug that turns everybody into zombies. So these three goobers are out there caught and happen to fight their way through. And there's a Russian mobster guy named Boris who's really a badass and murder machine. And he's going around killing guys. And and it's uh, sort of a Shaun of the Dead 
type of mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. But it's very funny, very charming, very good looking people, and like, and it's like really expert sort of low budget filmmaking, but with a lot of flair and stuff. So go 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 a gone, um, and it's from I think twenty fourteen. 2013, so it's good. But the th- that sounds fun. The thing I'd like yeah. to talk about the most, Julie. I know, I think I know that you're a Brendan Fraser fan, right? Yeah. So I watched The Whale. Oh, how was it? Just, just wow, just wow. Really? Everything about oh. it. It wrecked me to my core watching it. Like it, it destroyed me. Like it, like after I, I said, oh, I want to watch a little of this, and an hour and a half later, it was over. And then 10 minutes later, I had stopped crying enough that I thought I could go to sleep. Aww. It's beautiful. It is amazing. The performances are phenomenal. The filmmaking is next level. The There is the That's special effects. I don't know how they made him look that way. It's just incredible. Yeah, there's been a bunch of stuff on the internet recently talking about like all the um, prosthetics work it's, that people I'm did every I'm, day. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, the movie is so oh. fucking good. It is so fun. And it, every bit of hype it's gotten, it has deserved. And I think it's probably mm-hmm. a little bit under what it deserves. It is fucking oh, wow. beautiful. Now, wow. is that up for any, like, Oscars yeah. or a Academy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. He won cool. Critics' Choice Award or Golden Globe mm-hmm. something. He won... I'm, He's already got one acting tr- trophy this year for it. If if this wasn't the year of everything, everywhere, all at once, I'd probably be pulling for the whale to win anything it's nominated for. But I'm pretty. Mm. I'm going to be pulling hard for everything everywhere this year. So oh, I so want like everybody involved in that to to do. I well. want them to sweep it. Oh, cool. um, Me too. So anyway, that's that's what I've been watching. That and um, a bunch of shit on just TV. You know. So, but there you go. Cool. Stacked lists. Yeah, it was a all lot around. A lot. Yeah, no, it was good watches. So yeah, I saw a few I, I Oscar really nominated movies. I don't know if anybody um, else watched any Oscar nominated films, but watch the dentist too. Yeah, that's that's not for me. <laughs> I like to. <laughs> no, no, I, I like to be part of that kidding. conversation about whatever people are talking about. So I like to be able to weigh in. And I, speaking of the way, yeah. way again. Um, <laughs> That's fucking. That was good, man. Highly. See, recommend. I don't worry oh, about I, that. I do want to see that. It's real. I, I want to see it, but I don't worry as much about being part of the conversation that everybody's talking about because I just assume that if I'm not part of the conversation, it's about me. <laughs> that is true. A lot of other conversation is about you, Mike. Yeah, it's never good, but it's about me. Well, no. it's good for us because it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like this fucking guy. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Somebody should tell him. But no one ever does. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been like um, a month since we recorded the last episode. So that's why so many films. Man, it has been yeah. See, I feel like my list is incredibly short under the circumstances. But I, considering it has been that long, I do think you watch things you don't keep track of. That it does happen. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely think forget to write down a lot. It does happen. I try to be good about it, but there are times where I kind of go, oh, shit, I didn't write that down, and I'll write it down like two days later. So I try to be good about mm-hmm. it. Letterbox is hugely beneficial for that. Yeah, if you guys listening aren't oh, yeah. like using Letterbox, it is great, and it's an awesome way to just sort of you know, keep things straight. 
Cause Wait, does it keep tally of um, of like? I mean, do you? I guess if I've seen a movie like X amount of times, is yeah. Like, do you, you can like tell say it it's that? A rewatch. Ex- yeah. Wait, does it tell other people how many times you watch something? You can decide whether to make your list private or not. Oh, I just feel like you know, like Spotify really like. They really came at me and they told me, you know, all of these wonderful roundup of my 2022, uh, you know, it's like yeah, I kind of embarrassing, too. though, because they were like, you've listened to the Misfits like so much that it's like your point oh, oh, like five or one or, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever. And then it's like you've also listened to it for at least two and a half weeks out of the year. Wow. <laughs> and you're like, damn, like you're really just like. Why did you have to tell me that? Yeah, right. Well, I realized I <laughs> used the app title instead of Spotify. Oh, okay. I've but never they heard give that. you the same sort of analytical wrap up at the end of the year. And I realized the other night that, like, I listen to my daily recommended thing where it just looks at what I've listened to and throws new stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily new, but things that I haven't particularly searched mm-hmm. for. So it could be totally old stuff, but it's just a, a weird mix. It's always fun to see the mix because yeah. it's super. Like, oh God, it's all over the place. But I realized the other night that I just keep going back to my 2022 most played <laughs> list and just hitting that again because it's all these songs I love. Yeah. And so now my 2023 most played is going to wind up being just a duplicate list, I'm afraid. That's funny. Huh? Yeah, I have like lots of playlists. Yeah, I, I was like, damn, these analytics like for Spotify know me more than literally anything else. Because <laughs> it, it spouted out, like, all of, like, the, you know, top five, like, rap, like, like that I listen to. And I'm like, yeah, you're fucking, dude, I got this. 90s. <laughs> you're, in, you're in a very comfortable rut. <laughs> uh, this morning we were making breakfast and Zoe came in and started playing music in the kitchen. And she played Ice Cube. It's been a good Ooh. day. And then... Uh, hey You, Pink Floyd. And it was just that kind of like all she's over the... She's a time the, traveler. Well, she's all over the map, just like I, like I am. And just like Dylan is. So like, I've, I've damaged my children in some way. <laughs> yeah, they'll, be, they'll work that out later when they are talking to their therapists. I, when I <laughs> Man, well... So that was episode 217. Yeah. We had, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in um, and sticking around for, for a month while they were waiting on us to get this shit uploaded. Um, so, yeah, if Thanks you've for... got stripper movies you'd like to recommend, we'd love to hear them. <laughs> Thanks There's for sticking around with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be a boob. Send in your recommendations. <laughs> so, yeah, if you, you'd like to reach out to us and tell us about where to see more boobs, you can do so by writing to us at flickersfrom <laughs> at yahoo.com or flickersfrom at gmail.com. We're still on Facebook, as ever. And we are on Instagram, Slasher, YouTube, Flickers from the Cave. And we're still over there with our Lord and Master Elon Musk on Twitter, Ugh. where we are at Cave Walls. Yeah, this was uh, this was interesting. I think I'm up next, Julian. Uh, I was t- been telling Mike where I think I'm going to take us next time, and it's to a very different location. Oh. So yeah. Until then, though, Julie, do you mind handing me my shoes? I gotta get up on that stage.
sure I'll help me here. The system is down with a virus. Every time we try to access anything, we get a message telling us how many shopping days till Christmas. How many shopping days are there? What do you care? You never bought a present for anybody in your life. 